Okay, wow. I'm going to assume that the game is over now. There was about a minute left when I turned it off. And in case you're listening to this 20 years in the future and you have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, I am referring to uh, Super Bowl LIV. I don't know what that is in Roman numerals. I just saw it spelled that way. And it was the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers demolishing the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't think that's what we're expecting. I mean, a very, very Tom Brady-esque performance and not quite the Patrick Mahomes performance that we were hoping for. I, I think, you know, everybody just loves cheering against Tom Brady. Yeah, right? Because he's, he's just, he's Tom Brady. And I get it. And I wanted to see Patrick Mahomes win because, you know, you love seeing the, the young upstart, you know, do it to take it to the, the old school guy. But... Not today, folks. Not today. That was a great game, and I'll talk a little bit more about Super Bowls in a little bit. Uh, thank you for tuning in to episode number 92 of Comic Talk, the podcast. My name is Jesse Rivera. How the hell are you? I had a really good weekend. Um, a lot of fun. Not, didn't hang out, right? Because I'm still social distancing. But I'm finding ways to uh, be sociable, uh, talk to friends, video calls, Zoom calls, text messages, phone calls, drive-bys, doing everything I can to stay connected with the people I absolutely love. Speaking of the people I absolutely love, my dear friend Miriam Musabi put on a socially distanced open mic at Grant Park in Sacramento, and it was so much fun. Uh, started at about 3 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Uh, there was a handful of comics there. Let's see. I'm not even going to try to remember everybody that was there, but, like, Yasim was there. Parker Newman was there. Drew Abner was there. A couple of the uh, 209 guys were there. Connor and AJ David Samuel showed up late and just crushed for like 15 minutes. He had a great set. Everybody had a decent set. For being an open mic and for being as out of practice as we all have been, everyone um, had a set that you can tell we're freaking hungry to get back on stage. I heard a lot of new material from everybody and t- you know some, some polished up old material. Um, it was a good time. Uh, I, I did a joke I've been working on and something, I did something kind of new and something very brand new. And I, I was really happy with, with how my set went. The, the crowd, there was probably between 20 and 30 people scattered at Grant Park. And I don't think they realized there was a comedy show, but when they realized there was a comedy show, they stopped what they were doing. They came as close as they could Everyone had a mask on, and we had some good laughs, and it was a lot of fun. So I want to thank Miriam Musabi for doing that and uh, making sure that we were all safe. They were cleaning the mic in between uh, comics. Uh, there was microphone condoms. Still feels funny saying that. There was mic condoms being used. Luke Soin had a lot of trouble getting the mic condom on. Just saying. Um, Luke Soin was there. Uh, I'm trying to remember... Did I mention? I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody, but it was a good time, and I'm so glad. She said she's gonna uh, do it again in March, 
uh, once daylight savings time hits. So really looking forward to that. I got home from the open mic yesterday and I had no freaking Wi-Fi. And I live and die by my Wi-Fi. And I mean, I work from home, right? Called AT&T. They said they were going to try to get me a new uh, modem by Monday. And I was like, this, I can't, I can't wait till Monday. I'm a very impatient person. So I started calling around. Actually, my roommate put it in my head and she was like, you know, you wouldn't have this problem if you had Xfinity. You could just go to the store and get a new modem. And I was like, what? So I called Xfinity. I am now an Xfinity customer. I signed up for Xfinity, went down, picked up the modem or the router, whatever the heck you call it, uh, hooked it up. Luckily, the, the wire that was running into my house still worked after all these years. And I was set up in time to watch Saturday Night Live uh, last night. So I'm super happy about that. Saturday Night Live was another great episode. Um, no uh, big guest star appearances. And I'm really glad they're doing that because it's really giving the, the cast a chance to develop on their own. Which is something that I didn't think that they were doing the last couple of years. Because they were really relying on like Alec Baldwin to do the cold opens and... You know, then uh, Drew Carey, Jim Carey was coming back, and Maya Rudolph, they are all coming back. Nobody was coming back. Nobody has come back these first two episodes of this season, and it is going really well. Um, let's see what else. I recorded a couple of podcasts this morning. Uh, one you're going to listen to in a little bit. I'll explain that one in a little bit. And then the other one you are going to get next week, I will drop it on Valentine's Day. It is a top five rom-coms of the 80s, got back together with uh, most of the gang, uh, Vidalia, uh, Comadre, and Matt. We got together and we discussed rom-coms and some pleasant surprises, a lot of good memories and a lot of laughs. Looking forward to dropping that episode next week. Uh, I think the week after that, I'm getting together with uh, Sarah and Marco and we're doing uh, the top five hair metal albums of the 80s. That's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, if you've got a great pop culture idea and you think we could riff on it, shoot me the idea. I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear about it. Uh, you can reach me on uh, Instagram, Comic Talk the Podcast uh, at two Jesse or at two Jess. You know how to find me, man. Use social media. Find me. Tell me you want to do a podcast and let's do it. Let's geek out on some pop culture stuff. Uh, my good friend Dana Bryant just reached out to me a little while ago. And she said, hey, Jesse, let's do a podcast about Taylor Swift. And I said, oh, my God, if we can talk about folklore, I'm all for it. So we're um, we're still uh, hashing out the details on that one. Probably sometime in March, I'm hoping uh, Dana Bryant, myself and maybe a couple other people uh, are going to get together. And I think we're going to discuss Taylor Swift albums from 1989 up until folklore. Because that's pretty much my uh, T-Swifty wheelhouse. Looking forward to that. Uh, I haven't been watching anything on the Netflix or anything like that. So I think tonight I'm going to jump into Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek? Am I saying that right? I don't know. Everyone is talking about what a great show Shit's Creek is. So uh, I'm going to start tonight. I'm going to try to get in at least one episode as soon as I'm done posting this podcast so okay back to super bowl and i'm just gonna wrap up this part of the podcast now and 
take you into the next segment. Last Yesterday, I posted on Facebook, one of the things that I get excited about during Super Bowl is the halftime shows, right? And then there's the commercials too. That's a whole other podcast. But I get excited about the Super Bowl halftime shows. And some of my favorite halftime shows have been, of course, Prince. I rewatched that this morning and my God, the, the guy, the guy, he walked on air. You know what I'm saying? He was up there with Jordan as far as like the greatest of all time. Just did things that no human should be able to do. Prince. God dang. So rewatch that Super Bowl show this morning. But I was talking about Super Bowl shows. And, I, and I, I asked on Facebook, without naming Prince, what are your favorite Super Bowl halftime performances? And I got all kinds of answers. They were all over the board. And it was very diverse. And some of them I had completely forgotten about. Some of them um, I didn't even know took place. But everybody uh, came with it. Dan Smith really caught me off guard with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I absolutely forgot that Tom Petty had performed a halftime show with the Heartbreakers. Um, lots of good stuff. But anyway, my very dear friend, Tara Christian Wiedner, said that her, her favorite Super Bowl show, with, by far, without a doubt, was the Aerosmith NSYNC Britney Spears Super Bowl show of I believe it was 2001 and I was like I can't I couldn't remember that but she said let's talk about it so I was like great let's get Tara on a zoom call and let's talk about that Super Bowl halftime show in particular so I rewatched it this morning just to refamiliarize myself with it dang I can see what she's talking about it was a crazy epic Super Bowl show uh, halftime show and Tara and I go into great detail about it so I'm just going to segue into that now we're going to segue into Tara Christian Wiedner and I talking about Super Bowl halftime shows what some of our favorites were and why she believes that the NSYNC Aerosmith Britney Spears Mary J Blige Nelly Super Bowl show is the greatest of all time. Uh, just real quick shout out. Tara Christian Wiener is the host of the uh, Russian Roulette. That's where we met. But she also has a podcast called uh, MDK Squad. She goes into detail about what that is about. And if you think that that sounds like something you would like to listen to, uh, there will be a link to it in the episode page of the podcast. So uh, go out, support Tara. Uh, when you hear about uh, the next uh, comedy in the park that Mary Musabi is doing, you should go out there, follow them on Instagram, comedy in the park, dots in between all the words. You could find that stuff, man. You know how to use social media. Okay. Oh, Tara and I, <clears throat> we also talk about, so we go in detail about all of these Super Bowl halftime shows. And then we went, for some reason, started talking about the Night Stalker documentary. So there are some Night Stalker documentary spoilers. If you haven't seen the Night Stalker documentary, if you don't know who the Night Stalker is, uh, you don't want to listen to the last part of Tara and I talking because we talk about the Night Stalker documentary that is right now on Netflix and we discuss what our favorite parts of that documentary are. And I've watched a couple of the episodes two or three times now. It's so creepy good. So if you're a murderino like uh, Tara and myself, 
you will enjoy the last part of the conversation uh, between Jesse Rivera and Tara Christian Wiener, which you are about to hear right now. Thanks for tuning in, folks. I love all y'all. Take care. Wear a mask. Peace. Tara Christian Wiener, how the hell are you? It's so good to see you. Oh, it's great to see you too, Jesse. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. You know what? I want to just, I want to get, I want to put this up front. I want to, I want to speak about it really quick. I love your um, Russian roulette. And even though I haven't done it in like, I don't think I've done it in about four weeks, right? Here's the thing. And, and I think we need to talk about this. I found Russian roulette when I was in a very, very, very low point. I was depressed. I had anxiety and I was like, oh my God, you know, and I was really looking for something. And Jackie said, come to this. It's so much fun and it's so inclusive. And me not going to Russian roulette is kind of like me being okay mentally that I can, I can do other things without having to like cling onto this. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. But so like if you all of a sudden see me popping back in, it's no, I'm probably just <laughs> wanting to come back. Oh God, worry about Jesse. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm glad that you're doing well, but I'm also glad that the show was able to help you when you are feeling down. Cause I, I think that's one of the purposes I want it to serve. There's a fuzzy yeah. on my microphone. I see it out of the corner that, of my eye. That Sorry. microphone, that microphone is beautiful. Like, oh, <laughs> it's gorgeous. Her name is Shirley. Of course it is. <laughs> She's a Sure MV7, which to my understanding is a monster of a mic. So Yeah, I I got I myself uh I rolled with the Yeti. And it's gorgeous. I, he mm-hmm. doesn't he doesn't have a name. Maybe it's not even a he. I don't know. However the microphone wants to identify. Name him Squatch. Squatch. Well, if he's about. a Yeti. isn't that in the sasquatch family yeah are you are you a sasquatch fan i'm living in the pacific northwest it's kind of like required that i'm a believer there's a great movie called willow creek directed Mm -hmm. by bobcat goldthwaite oh you've seen it yes i have oh it's so good it's so good (laughs) i haven't seen it in forever but i have seen it and up here there's actually a campsite that we went to a couple years ago that they have it staged as though Bigfoot lives in the woods around the campsite. And it's so cute. They have little statues of him. Like, you know, there's one he's like squatting by a tree and it's like, oh, okay. He's dropping his morning deuce. Let's leave him be. <laughs> yeah, leave him be. Nobody <laughs> wants to be bothered during that. Right? Just leave, let the squatch be. Yeah. Um, okay. So Tara, thanks for joining me today. And today is, I mean, to some people today is a holiday. To some, some people's uh beginning of the year revolves around the Super Bowl party you know um I, I've been there at different points in my life I'm not there right now but mm-hmm. I still um get nostalgic about who's performing at the Super Bowl you know so um yesterday I, I put a I put a poll in in on Facebook asking you can't say Prince because that's the obvious answer for so many people. Absolutely. Um, I rewatched that a little while ago and uh, I, I saw it, your posts. It got yeah. a little dusty in here. <laughs> it got, it <laughs> Damn got, allergies. It got dusty. <laughs> I was like, what? These allergies. So I asked what what's people's favorite Super Bowl shows. Um, I threw out 
uh, Lady Gaga, Madonna, and Bruce Springsteen just from memory. And I kind of do Madonna just to annoy people because, like, I just, I'm just like, I don't care. Madonna <laughs> is at the top of every list. So, but then people started commenting and people started having some opinions. Um, Nicole they, Eichenberg. They usually do. Yeah. Nicole Eichenberg kept it real simple with The Who. Uh, okay. Matt, Moon, Matt Munoz of Mental Buru. They're all good. And I'm a big fan of all, but Springsteen wins this bout. Um, Chris Carton, also of Bakersfield, who played in a couple of really great cover bands. He played with the Abbey Roadies and he played with uh, the Deacon Blues and mm-hmm. they did some uh, memorable shows uh, at Sandrini's. And what was the name of the place that closed down? It's not coming to me. Anyway, he no. said, he <laughs> said, uh, not even a fan of Bruno Mars, but he was unreal. Uh, Katana Kimbrough, Beyonce, Robert mm-hmm. Berry, U2, Charlie Spink, Bruno, Beyonce, MJ, Justin Timberlake, and Gaga. In that Justin order. Timberlake and Gaga or Justin Timberlake? I think it's Justin Timberlake, comma, and Gaga. Gaga. We got to yeah. have that Oxford comma in there. It's important. Yeah, yeah. You know, these millennials. Now, is um, this the Justin Timberlake one that he did with Janet Jackson where it was? I Nipple think that's Day? what he's referring to. Yeah. Okay. So 2001, 2002? That was. Um, or 03. I think that was 03. Shania was 03. Uh, headline Jessica Simpson, Janet Jackson, uh, 2004. Okay. And that was Jessica Simpson, Janet Jackson, P. Diddy, Nelly, Kid Rock, and Justin Timberlake. Gosh. What an wow. Ensemble. That's a cornucopia of crap right there. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> at least, at least who it wasn't, released anything this year. Get them. At least it wasn't uh fucking Limb Biscuit. Uh no, no diss to Dana Wisson. Um right. Sorry, Dana. Yeah, I love her. Uh, Fred was hot 20 years ago, but now he's just so funny. (laughs) Um, Jerry Jimenez, Michael Madre, uh, BFF, you two tugging at the heartstrings when we needed them. You two was like 2001-ish. Yeah. You two, February 2002, um, theme tribute to those killed in the September 11th attacks. And uh, they performed Beautiful Day. MLK and streets. And that's when Bono held open his jacket and it had the American flag and Bono really wants to be American. Um, I see that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, until I'm reminded that he's from, I think Ireland. Yeah. I Dublin. actually think he's American. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah, you too. They're an American band. And then someone's like, no, they're from Ireland. And I'm like, <laughs> well, why don't they ever talk so I can hear their accents? Cause I think that's on them. When was this one? Dan Smith, Tom Petty, and the Heartbreakers. Um, that's oh man, I can't. I was it in the eighties? Because I wasn't no, watching the Super Bowl then. Two thousand eight, University of Phoenix, Arizona. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. American Girl won't back down. Free falling, running down a dream. Okay. That's okay. That's up there, but why? Okay, it's up there, but it's iconic, but it doesn't stick on my radar. Exactly. That's what I'm going to say, but we forgot about oh, it. We froze. Um, I'm good. 
Um, you're froze. There you go. We're caught up. Okay. Um, Vidalia, Pink, um, Celestia Rebe, JT, Bruno Mars, Beyonce. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it froze for a second. Fuck. Okay. Uh, Vidalia, Pink, Celeste says uh, JT, Bruno Mars, Beyonce, Gaga, Katy Perry. Katy Perry came up on a couple of lists and, and just side conversations I was having. Um, Alicia says Gaga, JT, U2, Katie, Shania. This, these lists get too long. <laughs> and then <laughs> one more guy, George Francisco Hernandez says Bruno Mars, Springsteen, Shakira, J-Lo, uh, in no order. But then what got my attention was a young lady by the name of Tara Christian Wiedner says, 2000, Aerosmith, NSYNC, Britney, let's discuss. I was like, sure, let's discuss. And then I watched it this morning and I was freaking blown away by the whole spectacle of it because it starts out with um, Ben Stiller. Yeah, you want to talk about this one? It's, it's actually... It's January 28th, 2001, uh, Super Bowl, I don't know, XXXV, 35? Yeah? I don't know. I could tell you who I was dating at the time and what snacks we had. I well, remember the Super Bowl halftime show just because that's usually the only thing I watch. And I'm like, well, this is disappointing. They're going to stop this concert so everyone can play football. That's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but was, yeah that was i was actually really into in sync at the time because i mean it was the year 2000 i was 19 years old and i mean hello it was in sync plus i had been a lifelong aerosmith fan and then britney just looked hot i mean when she sang her little part in walk this way i was like yeah fucking wear those tube socks on your arms i'm here for it uh, it right? was just, it was great it was well choreographed and the just the collaboration of all of it was perfect. It it really was, and like in uh, uh, sync, running to the running to the stage at the very beginning, like they ran like through the crowd, running to the stage. JT still two years away from being solo. JT mm-hmm. was already kind of starting to. Did in sync fans see that coming? I think we all saw it coming before in sync was in sync. Like when it was the mickey mouse club it was like oh yeah justin timberlake's probably going to be a thing i remember all the ones i had crushes on are now the ones that have careers like ryan gosling justin timberlake britney spears um that one chick carrie russell that was in felicity i mean she Mm. was a thing for a little bit the 90s did her wrong and her hair sorry <laughs> but yeah, it was like back on the Mickey Mouse Club. I think we all saw the Justin Timberlake train coming. Now, was this so? When did Justin and Britney date? Was this way before this? Did they date back in the in the Mickey Mouse days, or did they did they ever really date, or did they date? I I think there was a puppy love thing in the Mickey Mouse Club. I don't know. I wasn't there. I can't, okay. I can't speak to this. I watched the show. I mean, my grandma loved me enough that we had Disney Channel so I could watch it. But <laughs> I I don't know. I know that they were together for a while in the late 90s. And then okay. there was the whole denim outfit at the VMAs thing. So that had to have been like 99 or 2000, somewhere mm. around there. 
and then they crap split and then he wrote a bunch of songs about her and cried a river i do believe oh that's right because that was the first single from his album that would be out two years later uh-huh and yeah people still say that he owes her an apology for that 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 wasn't cool um what was it why? it must have been oh why <laughs> why it was if, if someone goes behind your back and fucks you over you don't get to call them out on it i'm sorry i'm done giving shit people a pass all right i love it i love it tara but (laughs) this must have been something for for your generation because it's like the climax of like because you've been by this point you've been watching britney and justin for 10 years yeah already like going back to the mickey mouse club days yeah it had probably been years i mean yeah. if we're gonna go that far back i was single digits watching that shit I yeah mean, i i remember singing songs from it during a talent show in fifth grade so i mean <laughs> so i could see why this pulls at your heartstrings because this is like validating like your childhood stars and they merged not only with aerosmith which mm-hmm. was like our parents generation right uh they merged with aerosmith and uh they brought uh, Mary J. Blige and Nelly into the mix for the. Oh, that's uh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So, so the 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 halftime show starts off with NSYNC doing "Bye Bye Bye," then Aerosmith comes with "I Don't Want to Miss a Thing," which we all love from Armageddon. Oh, right? that was all of our songs. Yeah, that was everyone's song. Um, then NSYNC with uh, "It's It's Gonna Be Me," mm-hmm. uh, then Aerosmith with "Jaded," and then the the finale. This is when Britney walks out, Mary J. Blige, Nelly, uh, they all do walk this way and they, they even all do walk the, that way. They even do the cheesy dance. It's that uh the run DMC little like yeah, yeah. steppy thing. They did they they exactly did that. And uh you can tell Errol Smith was like, How much are we getting paid? Uh so I'll do it. Yeah. Um <laughs> I was kind of like, all right, um, Nelly, I guess he was big at that point, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, like looking back on it, I'm like, why is Nelly there? And I, I, I know why Mary J. Blige was there. But like I said, like this started off as like um, a huge like it was like a sketch where like Ben Stiller is like trying to get them to work out. And is Ben Stiller doing the, one of his characters or was that just Ben Stiller being Ben Stiller? I would have to rewatch it. I honestly haven't watched it since it aired. Oh man! Just when you brought that up, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is the first one that comes to mind." That one was awesome, and uh, yeah. So I honestly don't remember what Ben Stiller was doing, but I just remember him being there. Yeah, I think this was Ben Stiller, like right. uh, Oh, what was the movie with? Was it uh, around Tropic Thunder? It was right, right around in that, and and like Ben Stiller could do no wrong for a little while. Something about Mary and yes, um, yes, Ben Stiller. It was good stuff. Um, so you're not watching to, and uh, I was just like looking at some Super Bowl history. Uh, mm-hmm. The halftime show being a big production like that seemed to start like in '91. Uh, New Kids on the like before that they would have like marching bands, and yep. um, just like uh, uh, like uh, like the 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 Rockheads and stuff like that. Uh, Chubby Checker '91. Uh, New Kids on the Block. 92, they had this big, uh, it was Gloria Estefan and the Olympic figure skaters, Brian Boitano. 
I remember that. Yeah. And then Miami Sound Machine, well, Gloria Estefan and Miami Sound Machine was actually in about two or three of them. Then in 93, they went big with uh, MJ. He did Jam, Billie Jean, Black or White, We Are the World, and Heal the World. And I think that's from that moment on is when it became a We've Got a Top uh, yeah. last year's. Because the, the, well, the following year, no, I think here's what happened. Look, they did MJ. Then the following year, they let somebody else direct. And they're like, let's get Clint Black, Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, and the Judds. Well, because country music was big in 94. Yeah, like 94. That's when country music could do no wrong. Cause you you're know, right, Garth, you're right. Garth was riding the the thunder or whatever the fuck he was doing. Ride the right. lightning. I don't know. He had some song thunder rolls. There we go. Mm. I should know this being from Bakersfield. This is a you should. This is Bakersfield 101 stuff. Right? This is Bakersfield yeah. 101. Yeah, you you would you would have been sat in the balcony at the Crystal Palace. <laughs> yeah, they would have been like, you go sit up by the Cadillac and enjoy yeah. your prime rip. Um, um, and then in uh, that was 94. Uh, 95 was uh, Patty LaBelle, Indiana Jones, Teddy Pendergrass, Tony Bennett, Arturo Sandoval, Miami Sound Machine. Oh, that was in Miami. And then uh, not, this one would have been great. 96, Diana Ross. And she does like all the hits from uh the supremes all the way to her stuff and then like yeah after that it's just a it's just a cavalcade of hits and uh she did boys to men one year you know uh, it's interesting yes. in 91 like i remember watching the halftime show in 91 when it was new kids on the block because i mean hi yeah you i was a 10 year old girl and yeah. uh new kids were my world but that was also the year that pepsi changed the design of the logo on their can when Diet Pepsi got its makeover and it was the year that they premiered the Cindy Crawford commercial where she was sipping up against that fence on the side of the road at the little like roadside truck stop oh, and the little boys like, oh, gosh. wow, that's cool. Wow. So I all just three had of those memory. things. Yeah. All three of those things happened that Super Bowl. It sticks out in my head so hard because I remember seeing all three and it was like this huge premiere thing. It was a big deal. It was the, this first of a lifetime thing. So yeah, like I remember that and I didn't until just now. Thanks for triggering some PTSD, Jesse. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was probably uh, grounded. Who knows? But yeah, no. yeah. It was it was your own doing, I'm sure. No, I remember seeing that. I remember it being a big deal because the new kids on the block were doing the Super Bowl. And I didn't even know what Super Bowl Sunday was. I just knew that people came to our house. We got a big sandwich and mom made buffalo wings. And so it was like, you know, I didn't care. I didn't watch football. I was out playing with the neighborhood kids. And then the new kids came on. My mom was calling me in and like, Tara, your friends are on the TV. And it's like, uh, yeah. So. And they did, uh, they did like a medley. I was looking at it earlier because um, I, I was, um, so you were 10, but I was much older. But not, I'm not, not that much older. older. Not Shut a whole up. lot older. Yeah, you're right. Not a whole lot older. But I saw New Kids on the Block at my grad night. Oh, God. It was it was New Kids on the Block, Information Society, um, Samantha Fox, Atlantic oh, wow. Star. Yeah. God damn. Dude. Okay. Atlantic Star sang my parents' wedding song. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it was great. They were all so good at information society. I just remember like my ears pounding and new kids on the block. I remember my ears ringing from all the girls screaming and um, it was a good, it was a good time. But yeah, so they did, um, they did. It's a small world after all slash we are the world slash I'd like to teach the world to sing. Then they gave them, then they delivered the goods with step by step. And then this one's for the children and then a reprise of It's a Small World. So they didn't get to go full NKOTB on the crowd. Oh, no. No, but, it was like, we'll let you do a piece of your song. Yeah. And but, that's it. Yeah. But if they're going to do one step by step, which people still, uh, I've seen uh, hernias get uh, activated uh, by our generation trying to recreate those dance moves. I still for, have the VHS of the live in concert step by step. Oh at Madison God. Square Garden. Thank you very much. At Madison Square Garden. I think it was Madison Square Garden. I don't know. I remember it had block writing with like pink and orange coloring and it said step-by-step step, new kids on the block live. And then it had small lettering. And I, I kind of blacked out with my ADHD after that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it, like, it, Fuck it. Put it in the VCR. I'm watching this. It, it protects us when it needs to. Right. <laughs> the PTSD. Like, oh man. You gotta wonder what's happening now. Yeah. Tara, thank you for coming on. Thank you for being you. Um, you've got a new podcast you're doing. Yeah. You want to plug it and talk about it? I sure I haven't. I want to listen to it, but I haven't because I have so many podcasts I listen to already, but it keeps yeah, it keeps getting my attention and it's it's not far off from jumping over the fence and just taking over go ahead and talk about it a little bit because i think it's right up my alley i hope it is i know it's definitely up mine um yeah if you're into serial killers and comedy we've actually got a new podcast that's from the binge on this channel and it's called mdk squad pod it's the murder death kill squad pod and what it is is it's three teams of three comics each and we research our killers we get together we talk about them and of course, because we're comedians, nothing's taken seriously. So it's not like we get into some details, but then we also splash humor in there. So it's like, you know, blood with laughs mixed in. We like to say we put the laughter in slaughter and uh, <laughs> <laughs> new episodes drop every Monday. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Libsyn, Stitcher. Um, I believe it's also on Twitch. Basically, wherever you're getting your quality podcasts, you can find it there. Just search MDK Squad Pod and you'll find us. I'm the leader of Team Devils Three Way. I'll, I'll drop a link in the in the bio of this uh, of this episode. Hey, um, real quick, what did you think about the? Uh, did you watch it? I think you did. The the uh, the Night Stalker docu. Loved it. But you, oh, can I can I say say um, it, it kind of messed me up a little bit. I didn't know there were kids. I don't think any of us did. That was some heavy duty shit when they and said, we're not gonna press the charges for the yeah. kids sake. So get this, um, like I grew up in Riverside, California before I moved to Bakersfield. So up until I was nine, I lived in Riverside around the area that the Night Stalker was active around the time that the Night Stalker was active. And I vividly remember being told if I didn't go to bed when I was supposed to, that the Night Stalker would come and get me. So he was used as like a boogeyman scare tactic tool by my crazy fucking mother. And then I watched this documentary and I'm like, holy fucking shit, like a real 
terrorizing person was being used as a like veiled threat. And so that's the part that fucked me up was I didn't know he was doing kids and I didn't know he was active uh-huh. where I lived. Yeah. So I was that, just like, motherfucker, they probably would have sold me to him if they could have found him. <laughs> that was some heavy shit. And uh, I remember watching, I would watch the news every night so I could watch the sports highlights because that's when like there wasn't, there was no ESPN yet, you know? Mm-hmm. And you would have to watch the, the KTLA news and then the sports would be like at 1045. And so you had to watch like, you know, 45 minutes of real news. And uh, I was, you know, you know how hot the Bakersfield summers are. You know, you got the swamp cooler, you got the, the door open to get the airflow, you know. Yeah. And, and then you hear there's a night stalker out there and you're yeah, like, well, I guess we no just more sleeping with the windows open to death. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. I, I wanted to rewatch it. Um but I ended up doing a rewatch of only episodes three and four. And uh, that seems to be when it gets good. Yeah. You know, what uh, stuck with me the most out of all the episodes, everything that was said, the one thing that really hit me in the back of the throat and made it kind of um, very real and almost like palatable, not palatable, um, palpable. There we go. <laughs> it's definitely not palatable. Better. That's better. Um, the guy at the library who was describing him i don't know if you've seen this episode yet but he said smelled like a goat his body odor was that of a goat and that right there you can it's almost like you can taste the evil of it so it's like you know you know what part sat with me uh in the rewatch well the first time i watched it and then even in the rewatch i paid more attention to it was when one of the in the courtroom when one of the daughters was talking about going to the courtroom to watch the hearing because she wanted to see the evil man have justice done to him mm-hmm. and that she got she got so emotional she had to leave the courtroom and she went outside and was like why are all these people here and, and that the guy next to the her the guy next to her had a pentagram tattoo and she said son of a bitch they're here to cheer for him He's a there's fan. people in this world and that yeah. just fucking hit me like a ton of bricks and i yeah like it's just like the 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 seed of like the whole ripple effect of like bad people you know call it what you want like you know evil juju whatever you know um mm-hmm. just put that that ripple effect of it that like there's always like no matter what kind of star is born there's somebody to latch onto it and try to go along for that ride because like there's a lot of different people in this world and that was some heavy shit but absolutely all right so our our happy podcast took a dark turn but (laughs) yeah but it was talking about serial killers i'd expect nothing less (laughs) i'd expect nothing less thank you so much for your time thank you for everything i can't wait to take a vacation and go up to seattle and and do some open mics and whatever just to um i think we're gonna get there sooner than later Hopefully this I certainly hope so, Jesse. Thank you for having me today. As always, it's a pleasure. You are a fantastic human. Same, same to you, buddy. Same to you. All You're right, a I'll, gift. I don't deserve you. I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Jesse. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Bye.